Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to the Hurricane Hotline. Joe Zagacki with University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega. Got a big show coming up tonight, a lot of basketball on the show, and of course the University of Miami on the way to the NCAA tournament. Canes will be in Greenville, South Carolina to take on USC in a first-round game on Friday afternoon at 310. We'll be on the air at 230. And uh, Coach, let's just start with a, congr- a big congratulations. A lot of things to cover here tonight, but first, a big congratulations uh, to you and your program getting back to the NCAA tournament. Well, thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. And as you know, we're the only Division One team in the state of Florida going to the big dance, the only one that made the NCAA tournament. I think there's at least 12 Division One schools. It might be more than that. Uh, yeah, there are, is more because there's North Florida. I, I missed a few when I was talking to you. You got North Florida in there. So anyway, we're we're in we play Southern Cal Friday at 310. Uh, Southern Cal is the fourth tallest team in the country. Their two guard, Joe, Drew Peterson, is 6'9". Uh, we're going to have our hands full, that's for sure. And a very experienced team like yours, they start three, uh, three juniors and two seniors. Yeah, it's a great matchup. We've had a lot of experience playing against big teams like Wake Forest and, and – uh, uh, Duke, North Carolina, all those teams are big. But we've had really good success. We beat Duke during the regular season. We beat Carolina. We beat Wake Forest twice. So I think our players are ready. I mean, you know, Southern Cal's a handful for us, but we're going to be a, a more than a handful for them. No question about that. Um, I'll dive more into Southern Cal in a moment. Just just for a second, if you could reflect back maybe uh, on getting to the NCAA tournament, the journey to get there, and what this means to you and your staff, because this has been, uh, you know, your program was right there a couple years ago, consistently in the tournament, got knocked sideways a little bit, and here you are uh, with a really fun, exciting, united team right back in playing hurricane basketball in the NCAA tournament. And as you mentioned, uh, the only of 13 Division One teams in the state of Florida in the dance. Yeah, and, and, and Joe, understand that uh, these guys have played in so many close games. Just think about it. Game two was at FIU, and Isaiah Wong made a game-winning shot. We go, to, we go to Duke. They're the number two-ranked team in the country. Cam Mcgusty makes a game-winning shot. We go to Virginia Tech. Charlie Moore makes a game-winning shot. We're in the ACC tournament. Jordan Miller makes a game-winning shot. 
So I'm guessing it's Sam Wardenberg's turn on Friday. Uh, that's that's uh, that's uh, unique. Um, also, how about the fact that you're you're a tournament team again? You've got recruiting classes coming in, so that's good news for the guys that are coming in. They see the growth and development of your program as uh, as do other recruits that you're that you are uh, talking with right now. I would imagine. We're going to look very strongly at the transfer portal because of the great success we had last year, getting Charlie Moore and Jordan Miller. And with Charlie Moore graduating now, we need a point guard. We need someone like Charlie who can, you know, be Mr. Versatility, provide great leadership like Charlie has, and run our team, quarterback our team. He, along with Bensley Joseph, will be responsible for running our squad next year and in the future. So we'll be looking for either a grad transfer or some transfer student at the point guard position. And with Sam Wardenberg graduating as well, we're going to need another big guy to help us out. You know, Coach, one of the things that I think stands out about your team, and you talk to them about it all the time, is play with poise. But the other thing that I noticed from them, both on the court and off the court, whether they're whether they are on the road or representing the University of Miami or doing an event like the other night, is their maturity and thoughtfulness. Well, Joe, you sit in on those team meetings the night before our home games. And when we sit and talk with our team, we talk all about uh, the qualities that you want to possess to be a true leader on our campus and in our program. And guys like Sam Wardenberg and Cam McGusty, Cam McGusty is one of 20 uh, student-athletes up for the student-athlete of the year in the country, one of 20. So we've got great role models for our younger players to emulate. And uh, I'm so proud of these guys, the way they've led us this year. But we've also had great leaders in the past, guys like Davon Reed and Angel Rodriguez and Duran Scott, Trey McKinney-Jones, Julian Gamble, uh, Kanye Jakiri. All these guys are great role models. And and these, these players on our Miami Hurricanes team this season are cut from that same cloth. They're all terrific uh, people, citizens as well as student-athletes. Miami and USC coming up on Friday. We are going We are going to dive into that matchup with Coach Ellen in a couple of minutes. Uh, I'll look back at the ACC tournament, the game on Friday against Duke. I thought that was a really high-level game against the Blue Devils, and a play here or a play there probably sends you to the championship game. But when you're in a, a high-level game like that uh, during March, uh, at this time in March, what, what does that do to help your team? Well, first of all, Getting to the Duke game was huge because we anticipated that we would likely play Wake Forest for the third time. They finished fifth right behind us in fourth. And yet Boston College raised their level of play, forced overtime, and beat Wake Forest uh, at the, in the overtime. Then Boston College comes after winning two games, much like we did last year, Joe, if you remember, we beat Pittsburgh and then we beat Clemson. 
Boston College, I think, beat Pittsburgh and then beat Wake Forest. So we knew we were going to have our hands full in the quarterfinal game. And Boston College took us to overtime, and it took a last-second layup by Jordan Miller with a three-quarter court pass from Charlie Moore, a great defensive rebound and outlet by Sam Wardenberg. So it went Sam to Charlie to Jordan. The buzzer sounds just as he lays it in. So you know, you, you've got to fight your way into the next round, and that's what we need to do on Friday. When we played Duke, it was a great battle. We got up by 11 early. They fought their way back and tied it at halftime. Then in the second half, it went seesaw back and forth. They got a seven-point lead. We cut that back into a two-point game. And unfortunately for us, they made their free throws, and we didn't. Sometimes the game just comes down to free throws. We just miss some key free throws. Yeah. Uh, an aberration, to be honest, right? Because for the most part, you look at the body of work on free throw shooting. Going into that game, you were the third best free throw shooting team in the ACC. Yeah, that's why I say it all the time. You know, you don't make every free throw, and it's when you make them. And the other day, we just missed them at a, a, a crucial time. So, And Duke made theirs. The next night, Duke missed several free throws. It cost them the game and the championship versus Virginia Tech. And on the other hand, Virginia Tech couldn't miss anything. Hunter Couture scored 31 points and was lighting it up. He was six for seven from three-point range. They got hot and, and uh, worked their way into the tournament. They got hot after Charlie Moore hit the half-court shot on them uh, in the game in, in Blacksburg. Five ACC teams get into the NCAA tournament. Wake Forest, uh, rather, uh, yeah, Wake Forest was left out. Virginia Tech gets in. Uh, five ACC teams, what were your thoughts on that? Very disrespectful disappointed and i think it's very disrespectful of our league yeah. i just i just don't think the league is as appreciated as it should be now part part of it is the circumstances that we deal with every year joe 57 new scholarship players came into our our league our half our our teams are new so it takes us a little while in november and december as compared to those people who have a lot of veterans returning so if you look at our Miami roster, just just take a look. Two of our starters, uh, Charlie Moore and Jordan Miller, brand new to our program. Sam Wardenberg did not play last year, so that's three guys who were not <laughs> did not play for Miami last year that have to be blended into our team chemistry. You add our three freshmen, Bensley Joseph, Wooga Poplar. And, and Ja'Kai Robinson, and you add Rodney Miller, who was injured all year and out for 10 months with a knee injury, we basically, more than half our team was new. And it took us a little while to get, to get the chemistry that you see now. But that's true for all of our ACC teams because so many players go pro. We have guys transferring out and guys transferring in. So you got to look at the ACC more after they make those adjustments, more in, in the uh, January and February and March when they're in conference play, playing against other great teams. Yeah. 
Well, to your point, the, the league went to 20 games a couple of years ago thinking, you know, this is a formula to get even more teams in. And 20 games turns out, uh, as you said, it's a marathon. It also allows teams to beat each other up. But uh, I don't know that there are a lot of teams better than Wake Forest and Virginia. And inside this league, all you have to do is look at Virginia Tech to see how hot they got at the end of the year. They've got really good players. They've got a good system, a hard system to play against. Um, I, I just think that it became fashionable to beat up on the ACC and uh, some of that national narrative they forgot about. Oh, these guys are playing a 20-game conference schedule. No, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, you take a look. This this is a crazy stat, and, and it's not really a statistic. It's just a fact. Virginia Tech is playing Duke in the ACC Tournament Championship. Everyone is projecting Duke to win that game. Duke finished first, won the regular season. They have five players in their starting lineup who are all likely to be first-round draft choices. You agree with that, that those guys? Yeah. Look at Wendell Moore, right? Trevor Keels, A.J. Griffin, Pablo Bancaro, and and Mark Williams. Well. Will all five guys be picked in the first round? Five? Maybe not. Maybe maybe someone will drop to the second. Who knows? But now here they play in Virginia Tech. Who does Virginia Tech have? Storm Murphy, a transfer from Wofford. Hunter Couture, who signed with Wofford and then changed his mind and came to Virginia Tech when Mike Young got the job. Keve Aluma went to, to Wofford. Uh, Justin Mutz went to Delaware and transferred to to Virginia Tech. So you're looking at four mid-major signees who are now winning the ACC. And you're saying to yourself, well, Virginia Tech's not that good. They finished seventh. I'm saying to myself, Kevin Aluma is a pro. He's an NBA player. I don't care where he's signed. The guy has developed his game. Uh, Justin Mutz is a monster. If they, I'll be very surprised if they're not in the Sweet 16. Very surprised if they're not in the Sweet 16. Because they've got size and shooting. I think they're on a roll. They lost to us at the buzzer. Then they went on a roll. They were 2-7 and seven at the time. And they, they've won like 9 of their last 11 or 10 of their last 12. Something like that, Joe. Yeah. And, 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 uh. I love that team. I think Mike Young does a fantastic job. They are very hard to guard, and they guard very well. They have a very tough opponent in Texas. Uh, Chris Beard does a great job. Uh, Texas can really defend. But I, I, I got to believe that the uh, Virginia Tech Hokies are good enough to get to the Sweet 16. I'm ashamed of the NCAA for putting Notre Dame in the play-in game yeah. in the first four. They finished second in the ACC. Three. They beat Kentucky. Kentucky is like a two-seed. Right? They, they, they have proven themselves that maybe they're, they're not, not a, a top four or five seed, but like us, uh, I thought they should have been eighth, ninth, or tenth yeah. in that range. And again, to wrap this conversation up, I think it's bizarre that uh, a lot of the judgment was on who you played in the non-conference, again, when you've taken away 
two non-conference games. I mean, you only have 30 chances to play, and 20 of them are inside your league. I mean, I, I'm not sure what some of these experts think the other 10 should look like. Well, I, I think that's an issue for the league to discuss as to how we can improve our RPI and our net and our BPI uh, during the, the non-conference. Because I, I think the, the NCAA selection committee has a very, very hard job comparing resumes when you don't play the same teams. Like I look at Gonzaga, who is the number one overall seed. They play 13 quad four games. They went undefeated in quad four. We played four of those. They played 13. <coughs> no, it's much different if you only got to get ready for six or seven, you know, quad ones. Right. When you're playing all these quad fours and you're winning by 20 and 30 points, you know, I look at it. If you're winning by 20 or 30 points, you're just not playing very many good teams. I agree. I agree with that. Okay, USC is a very good team, 26-7 and seven, uh, this year, 14-6 and six in conference play, uh, a lot of similar numbers, and uh, we'll talk about the Trojans. Miami and USC, uh, Friday in Greenville, Hurricanes in the NCAA tournament. We'll talk about uh, that matchup when we come back right here on the Hurricane Hotline. Happy to welcome you back to the Hurricane Hotline. Joe Zagacki, University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega, Miami and USC on Friday from Greenville. Trojans come marching in at 26-7. and And uh, coach four players averaging double figures, as I mentioned earlier. Three juniors, two seniors in their starting lineup. They do have good size. Uh, lost in the semifinals of their tournament to UCLA. And a team that did put together a nice resume with 26 victories for the year. Yeah, they've got a really big, long, athletic team. Isaiah Mobley, whose younger brother is in the NBA, may be the rookie of the year. They're playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But Isaiah Mobley, the older brother, like 6'9 or 10, averaging just under 15 points, just under nine rebounds a game, three assists. He's an excellent passer for a big man. Shoots 45% from the field and 37% from three. So a very skilled big guy. He starts at the four for them. Uh, but, you know, their their team is loaded with size. Uh, Drew Peterson, their two guard, is uh, 6'9", averaging 12 a game. Uh, <laughs> excellent three-point shooter. Shooting 41, almost 42% from three. So that kind of size we've played against before. Duke is big. Wake Forest is big. Carolina is big. So I think our guys are prepared for that size. But the one thing that, that we can't, can't get better at, Joe, is the rebounding. We're just not a great rebounding team. We're going to have to force between 15 and 20 turnovers to be successful Friday. Now, they have shown a tendency – to turn the ball over, I think it was 17 times they turned the ball over in uh, their uh, in their um, Pac-12 uh, uh, quarterfinal game. When you when you see a team, I'm not saying to reveal all of your strategy, but when you see a team that maybe fumbles the ball around, or doesn't take care of it, does that lead you to thinking, well, maybe you you go after them early in the game, or how do you how do you measure that when you look at a team that uh, perhaps turns the ball over a little bit? Yeah, we'll have a game plan that will include pressure defense. And as we observe uh, how they're going to handle our traps, 
will we'll determine how much more pressure we want to put on them if it's full court, half court, or just just near the basket. If you remember when we played North Carolina, our focus was on trying to take away Baycott and Brady Manick, and we did a very effective job on that. This is very similar to that. Uh, this kid, Boogie Ellis, he's, he's been interesting. Uh, really nice guard. He's been shooting the ball better from three-point range than he has inside the arc. Yeah, Boogie Ellis is a transfer from Memphis. He's a 6'3 point guard and a high-octane scorer. Now, he's noted they do run a lot of plays for him to either go one-on-one, use a ball screen, or run him off a series of screens to get him a three-point shot. He's having a very good season for them. When you go to the NCAA tournament, you always tell your team, uh, have fun. You always make it, uh, put them in a situation where you want them to enjoy about every second of the NCAA tournament. Well, the point is, you've got a choice. You can put a lot of pressure on your team and berate them and put them in a a situation where they're feeling a lot of stress. Uh, I think players play their best when, when they're confident and relaxed. If you ask a player, how does he play during the summertime when there's no pressure on him, he'll always tell you, that's when I shoot the ball the best. When when I'm just uh, loose and free and I don't have any coach in my ear barking at me for every mistake I make. So we, we try to create an atmosphere of confidence. Believe in yourself. Believe in your teammates. Believe in the coaches. Believe in the game plan and execute the game plan. But you need to enjoy playing with your teammates. Have fun. More fun than ever you ever even imagined. Because that's what the NCAA tournament is. You you enjoy yourself. You play great. You move on. What, one of the things about having fun, Joe, winning. Yeah. Winning is fun. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, winning. So if you really want to have a lot of fun, win. Yeah. But if you... Start out with the idea you got to win. Well, then now you're putting pressure on yourself. And, and most guys, they start worrying about, okay, the NBA scouts are watching me. Uh, what do I have to do to impress an NBA scout? When you start distracting yourself from what you're supposed to do, if you distract yourself from playing defense, from rebounding, from you know scoring or you know executing a play, now, it's very, very easy to be distracted. And uh, that's what the opponent is trying to do to us. They're trying to distract us. So we certainly don't want to distract ourselves. You mentioned rebounding. They're about plus six in that category uh, for the year per game. And the kid, uh, Goodwin, uh, he looks like he could be a monster on the boards. Yeah, another guy about six nine. Chavez Goodwin is, is a huge. He He's a... Uh, athletic and long uh at at 6'9 225 he's a jumping jack dunker has a beautiful right hand jump hook it's like he'll get an offensive rebound and just immediately go to that that right hand jump hook he's shooting a very high percentage right now uh and and uh again he's a a transfer student oh these these kids who transfers they they're they're having great success. 
I would imagine, Coach, if, if their coach, Andy Enfield, is out there doing his his radio show, he's telling his audience, hey, wait a minute, we're playing the University of Miami, and they've basically been sort of the same team all year, very consistent. And uh, they had this guy, Cam Augusti, who's got a great pull-up game and has been really, really solid for them in all uh, ACC tournament player. And they've had a guy named Isaiah Wong that's a great shot maker. So uh, you're going to give them some problems. Well, I think Andy Enfield knows us very well. He was the head coach of Florida Gulf Coast for many years. Uh, when we made the Sweet 16, so did Florida Gulf Coast. But this time around, if one of us makes the uh, Sweet 16, it needs to be us, Joe. Yeah, yeah, not, not Andy Enfield and his squad. We, we need to play really well. But Andy's done a great job of building that Southern Cal program. And uh, he just got an extension like I did. So there's a, a, a lot of continuity, a lot of stability in both our Miami basketball program and in the Southern Cal program. I think that's what makes for a really good matchup. We know each other very well. Uh, how about this, Joe? Uh, let's see. It's 1997. I'm starting my first basketball camp at George Mason University, and I need someone as a guest speaker at the basketball camp to teach our campers shooting. So who do I hire? <laughs> Andy Enfield. Andy Enfield. He was the, a, a shooting coach for the Boston Celtics, I think, at the time. So we bring in Andy. So I've, I've known him for, I don't know, what is that, 25, 27 years. And and uh, we've known each other a very long time. He's good friends with Bill Courtney and Chris Caputo, of my, my coaching staff. Uh, we go back a long ways. He knows us. We know him. He's like the all-time uh, free-throw shooting uh, uh, champion in, in Division Three basketball, I think. No, he was a great shooter. And free-throws, three-pointers, everything. Yeah. Uh, he could really shoot the basketball. And, and I think he recruits kids who can really shoot. That's why, like, Drew Peterson, Boogie Ellis are outstanding shooters. Oh, he looks for guys a lot like himself, but maybe taller and more athletic. I mentioned uh, the level of consistency that your team has displayed. As you put your game plan together and get ready to take this team into the tournament, that's got to be a, a bit of a relief, right, knowing that you pretty much know what you're going to get out of your guys, at least from an effort standpoint and what they're capable of doing. Well, I agree with that. You know, we, we had practice yesterday. Today we'll do a little bit less because we, we don't play till Friday. We'll practice Wednesday and Thursday pretty hard. Uh, but uh, our guys have given a great effort every day in practice, and they're, they're really comfortable with who they are. You know, Every guy likes his role and, and uh, what he can do within that role. You, know, you look at Charlie Moore, what a great addition he has been. First team all defense, leads the league in steals, uh, he's uh, uh, just a great teammate. Isaiah Wong makes third team all league, can really score the ball. Cam Augusti makes first team all league, makes first team all tournament. Jordan Miller has great, great year, especially the last 10 games. He's shooting like 70%. And then Sam Wardenberg is having his best season, uh, really a, a guy who who is a natural four man and he's playing the five and 
he's got to guard really big guys every night, and he's putting his body on the line. And he's not a big, thick guy. He only probably weighs 215, 220 pounds, but he, he battles those bigger, stronger guys who weigh 245, 250 every single night. I don't know if you saw this or if the fan base saw this as well, but Eric Spolster had some nice comments about uh, you and, and the University of Miami uh, basketball programs, both men and women, but he talked about uh, how you guys have shared some basketball ideas through the years. It's, it's, Spo is great. Uh, Coach Caputo is very close friends with, with Spo. And, and uh, when we first got here, uh, we were trying to establish our program and he was the head coach of, of the Heat, and they had just got LeBron. And he was trying to figure out all the different things he was going to have to do. And he and I did a clinic together, and we flew on a flight together coming back to Miami. And we were just talking basketball. And then he brought his staff out to our Coral Gable, Coral Gables campus, and we had great talks. And he's a basketball savant. Yeah. No, he's a genius. They're in first place for a reason. And and uh, he's done a great job. He's got a couple of, of world championship rings to his credit. Uh, a couple of years back during COVID, he took his team to the NBA Finals. Uh, he's back in the hunt again for that. So Spo is, is terrific. Eric Spolster will be a, a Hall of Fame basketball coach. I would think for uh, both you and him being in the same town, it's great. Uh, it, it, you, those are nice resources to have. And perhaps, uh, maybe I don't know if you if you want an out of bounds play. Maybe pick his brain. He wants an out of bounds play. Maybe he picks your brain or something. But I would think it's uh, a, a great uh, chance to share information w- with you guys sharing the town. Heck, we're trying to play like the Miami Heat. <laughs> we, we, we and Sam Wardenberg is our Bam out of bio. I mean, Cam Augusty. Is uh, Jimmy our Jimmy Butler? Yeah. I mean, we got we got a lot of things in common with them. We're trying to simulate a lot of the stuff they do. We we play a pro style, and uh, I, I love watching the Heat play. I love the organization that Pat Riley has put together and Mickey Arizon uh, has put together, and and uh, we're big fans of the Miami Heat. Have always been. This is a. Uh... This is great for your program. I know in so many ways it's been such uh, such hard work to get back to this spot, uh, to get back to the NCAA tournament, tournament uh, to be the only team in the state of Florida to go to the NCAA tournament. This has to be very satisfying for you for right now. Well, it sure is, Joe. And as you mentioned, we've had a lot of success early in the recruiting uh, this fall. We have four really good players coming in. And we need to sign probably three more hopefully transfer students with, with uh, you know, good resumes that can come in and make a major contribution next season. All right, Coach, congratulations on uh, getting to the tournament. I look forward to this uh, this weekend's journey. Uh, Southern Cal up first, and then hopefully another opponent up, uh, up uh, on Sunday for a chance to go to the Sweet 16. It's been a real thrill ride so far, and the very best of luck. I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks, Joe. That's University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega. Stay with us. We'll continue on the show right after this.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.